0: The California Technology Council's new CTC Benefits Trust combines groups of emerging technology companies to offer large company benefits to small businesses. This approach delivers employee benefit programs with better choices and at a lower cost. What's included? Medical Dental and vision options are available with additional employer and employee online resources to support simplified enrollment and administration. To learn more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash join. That's californiatechnology.org forward slash join. Drug conjugates marry the precise targeting of an antibody to a cytotoxic payload. That has the potential to provide a powerful treatment approach to a variety of cancers with less toxicity than systemically delivered chemotherapy. The problem has been producing large quantities of antibody drug conjugates in a consistent manner where all of the pieces are where they belong. Sutrobiopharma has developed a technology platform that allows it to precisely design and consistently manufacture these molecules. We spoke to Bill Newell, CEO of Sutro, about the promise of antibody drug conjugates, the company's platform technology, and its lead therapeutic candidates. Bill, thanks for joining us
1: my pleasure to be here, Danny.
0: we're going to talk about sutro, its antibody drug conjugate pipeline and its platform technology but before we talk about your pipeline, I thought we could start with the concept of antibody drug conjugates what are they what makes them attractive additions to the cancer arsenal
1: That's a great place to start, Danny. I I think antibody drug conjugates are an emerging next generation modality for cancer therapy. Um, Essentially, uh, we've been trying to kill tumor cells uh, in a variety of ways for the last 40 or 50 years. We started with what is commonly known as chemotherapy, where we put a toxin into the patient, and we hope the toxin gets preferentially to the tumor cells, kills them and is sparing of the healthy cells. Unfortunately, we cannot be that precise in our development of chemotherapy, and so you have a lot of toxicity to healthy cells that uh, comes along with the benefits of the chemotherapy. We then move to a phase of antibodies, which are uniquely targeted to the tumor microenvironment and are intended to disrupt the tumor cell as it grows and divides and kills the tumor cell in that fashion. And antibodies have been very successful. Unfortunately, even though they do get to the tumor cell over time, the tumors mutate and do not express the target that the antibodies go after to the same extent, and as a consequence, the tumor cell is able to evade eventually uh, many antibody therapies. The concept of an antibody drug conjugate is to take a cytotoxic payload, something that is even more powerful in terms of its tumor cell killing ability than a chemotherapy, and attach that to a targeted antibody that delivers that cytotoxic payload directly into the tumor cell. And because it is so specific because of the antibody's targeting mechanism, it avoids killing a lot of healthy cells in general. And so I like to think of antibody drug conjugates as the scientific equivalent of a smart bomb that is laser-focused to its target, takes out the target, and has minimal disruption uh, to the surrounding area. And that's really what an antibody drug conjugate is. It's a combination of those two modalities for treating cancer.
0: So there are essentially three elements to an antibody drug conjugate. The the antibody that's doing the targeting, the warhead that's carrying the toxic payload, and, and the linker. In, in terms of constructing one of these, what are the challenges in getting all of those three components to work together?
1: That's a great question, Danny. These are complicated molecules to assemble and to assemble so that they are optimized to deliver the maximum tumor cell killing effect while being sparing of surrounding healthy cells and tissues. So the uh, original way that antibody drug conjugates were developed, uh, you found an antibody that you thought was great at being single-minded and focused in targeting uh, a particular uh, tumor cell antigen. And then you try to attach as best you could this cytotoxic payload in order to uh, amplify the cell killing potential of the antibody. Now, the way this has been done historically is to attach the linker, uh, which holds the cytotoxic warhead or the payload, if you will, on it, attach it into the antibody using some of the natural amino acids that exist when you make the antibody. Uh, oftentimes, these are cysteines or lysines. Uh, what you find when you do that is that it's very difficult, even with all the skills we have in our industry today, to site-specifically attach that linker and warhead to an antibody, because there are many uh, of these different uh, amino acids where that linker and warhead might attach, and as a consequence, you end up with a molecule that is a mixture of various species where the sites of attachment per antibody vary dramatically, and you can have anywhere from um, zero uh, linkers and warheads attached to an antibody up to as many as 10, perhaps, attached to a different, uh, in different positions to that same antibody. And so this heterogeneous mixture is what has been dosed to patients. We've had some success with these mixture uh, antibody drug conjugates, and there are four that have received regulatory approval and are used uh, and commercially available for oncologists to use today. The challenge is trying to make something that is much more impactful by being more specific in the way in which you make the antibody drug conjugate. Imagine if you could take uh, your linker and your warhead and precisely and uniformly put it in one exact position on the antibody. And every time you made that antibody drug conjugate, it was a homogeneous species with that specific site of attachment uh, determined empirically. That's really what we do at Sutro Biopharma with our antibody drug conjugates. We have a technology platform that's rooted in principles of cell-free protein synthesis that allow us to make an antibody that is homogeneous and allow us to take a very um, proprietary, non-natural amino acid, one that we generated synthetically and substituted in place of an amino acid at whatever sites or sites of attachment we think may be optimal to maximize the whole design of the antibody drug conjugate. And we can do that very rapidly, and we can do that many times uh, in a row in order to start to understand what are called principles of structure-activity relationship. If we change the structure by changing the position of the linker and the warhead, Do we change the activity for better or for worse? And so our concept and what we've been able to implement in the three programs that are now uh, in clinical development is to find an antibody that we think is great at targeting the tumor microenvironment, a particular tumor cell. Find the exact right spot or spots to attach a linker and a warhead and then make that molecule a homogeneous molecule so that it's optimized to have the maximum tumor cell kill and have the minimum amount of toxicity associated uh, with uh, the killing of healthy cells or healthy tissues in the environment. So that's the, the challenge of a conventional ADC technology and the promise of the technology that we have here at Sutro Biopharma
0: how much variability is there in the behavior of an antibody drug conjugate depending on its physical structure and where that linker is?
1: There can be a tremendous amount of variability. We made uh, an antibody as a test case about eight years ago, and there are over 400 positions on the antibody surface that you could attach site specifically, a linker and a warhead, too. And we investigated all 400 of those spots. And what we realized was in a number of those spots, when you attach a linker and a warhead, you actually disrupt the structure of the antibody, and it becomes useless as a drug. In other spots, you can make the attachment, but it doesn't have the cell-killing property that you want to see because the antibody no longer, with that appendage on it, no longer has the ability to penetrate into the tumor cell and allow the warhead to do its cell-killing job. And yet there are other spots where, in fact, if you put it on, it doesn't seem to affect any of the basic properties of the antibody. It does allow the antibody drug conjugate to get into the tumor cell environment, and it does allow the antibody Drug conjugate, the the cytotoxic warhead, to do its cell killing job. So, position is very important to understanding how to optimize the overall antibody drug conjugate that you're designing for a particular type of tumor cell.
0: As I think about the problems companies have had with this technology, uh, I've thought about it as a manufacturing problem that a, a lot of what gets made ends up just being junk. Does your protein synthesis platform go beyond just the design of these to actually allow you to manufacture them in a consistent way?
1: It in fact does. One of the things that um, we've spent a lot of time at Sutro Biopharma on is making sure that what we work on at lab bench scale is something that can be reproduced in a large scale bioreactor under what are called CGMP conditions, good manufacturing practice conditions. And so we've spent a lot of time uh, industrializing our technology platform so that when we make a molecule at research scale, we have confidence that when we get to larger scale production for clinical development purposes, and we hope ultimately for commercial purposes, that we will be able to make the same quality um, with the same yield and the same performance characteristics at large scale, what we discovered uh, and developed at research scale. And that's a tremendous uh, advantage to us. Uh, there is a lot of waste that goes on in the production of antibody drug conjugates because you can't get, uh, that are not using our system, because you can't get the um, efficiency of assembly of the molecule that we can get using our cell-free protein synthesis technology. And that really drives the cost of goods higher for conventional antibody drug conjugates than we think it needs to be. But more importantly, when you have all of these mixtures and you dose them into a patient, you have many species that are going to be sub-therapeutic for the patient and yet they have a toxicity profile associated with them. So you're giving the patient a very potent cytotoxin, but it's really not doing any benefit to the patient because it never gets to the tumor microenvironment. And we think that contributes to a lot of excess toxicity. So it's both a manufacturing challenge in that you can't make it any purer than this mixture allows you to, but it also has a patient associated issue with it by um, resulting in excessive toxicity for the patient without getting that therapeutic benefit associated with the killing of the tumor cell.
0: Well, let's talk about your lead candidates. I'd like to start with STRO001, which is in development for multiple myeloma and other indications. What is it?
1: Yeah, Danny, that we call it STRO1 to make it simple to say. <laughs> And uh, it is an antibody drug conjugate. It targets an antigen on tumor cells in myeloma and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma that is called CD74. CD74 is expressed on many myeloma and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cells at a very high degree. It's a really ideal target for an antibody drug conjugate because when you can bind to that target, It rapidly internalizes the ADC and allows the cytotoxic killing component to really get immediate effect in the tumor microenvironment. It then gets recycled out, and another antibody drug conjugate can attach to the next receptor that is being presented on the tumor cell surface and get internalized as well. So it's a really interesting uh, novel, first-in-class target, and we think the design of the molecule that we have, which is uh, an antibody-targeting CD74, a linker that is um, non-cleavable, and a warhead that is highly potent can make for the most impactful therapy uh, that will be the next-generation therapy to treat myeloma and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Patients who have broken through and are no longer candidates for other currently available therapies.
0: And what do you know about stro
1: 001 to date? We've been in the process of dose escalation in our phase one clinical development trial. Uh, we know that it generally has a good safety profile at the doses that we've studied. Uh, which have been up to 0. 0.65 mg per tig. Um, and that's still a low dose relative to where we think the therapeutically relevant doses are going to be. But having a good initial safety profile is very important. A lot of ADCs present uh, with ocular toxicity as a dose-limiting toxicity for um, the patients who are given them. We've not seen any ocular toxicity yet at this point in time, and even though we're at doses lower than we think are going to likely be the more therapeutically relevant doses, we've been excited to see one patient who had a complete response uh, for a six-month period. That was a diffuse large B-cell lymphoma patient, and then we had another patient who had a partial response, also a diffuse large B-cell a lymphoma patient. So these are encouraging early signs of potential efficacy with our molecule. We're going to continue to develop this program throughout the remainder of this year and into next year, and we're looking to see if we're able to maintain that same encouraging safety profile, even at higher doses, even when patients are on therapy longer, because that will be an indication that the design approach that we take to antibody drug conjugates does, in fact, allow for a single species to be uh, better from a safety standpoint than a heterogeneous mixture. We're also going to be looking to see if we can get more responses and more sustained responses from patients once they have a higher load of the cytotoxin uh, attacking their tumor cells. So, it's an exciting time for our company, and I think over the course of the next 12 to 18 months, we're going to understand a lot more about the therapeutic value of our stro 1 uh, molecule.
0: stro 2 is in development
1: for ovarian endo- and endometrial cancer. What's that? That's right, Danny. stro 2 is a different antibody drug conjugate from stro 1. It targets an antigen that is present on ovarian uh, cancer cells and endometrial cancer cells, and that uh, antigen is called folate receptor alpha. Folate receptor alpha has been studied by other companies trying to attack it as a means of disrupting the tumor microenvironment in these uh, very uh, challenging cancers. We've developed an antibody drug conjugate using our technology that, again, specifically targets that folate receptor alpha antigen and brings in a linker and a more potent warhead that is site-specifically attached to what we think are the optimal sites for this cancer. Um, It is a a molecule that we're excited to have in clinical development. We started clinical development in March of this year, and we will continue that phase one clinical development called uh, a dose escalation phase uh, throughout 2019, and we look for further clinical development of that asset in 2020 and beyond.
0: Sutro is developing other technologies, including bispecific antibodies and immunotherapies. Do you see a role for antibody drug conjugates in combination with other therapies, or do you see
1: these as single agents? I think you have to think about the potential of developing your molecule as a single agent to establish the efficacy profile of the molecule, as well as the safety profile of it, but single agent uh, activity is unlikely to result in as sustained and meaningful uh, a response by the cancer patient to your therapy as you could get in combination therapy. And so, I think the way most people think about developing molecules, whether they're ADCs, bispecifics, or even uh, some very exciting immunotherapies, is you want to see that you are having an effect as a single agent, but then you also study the molecule in combination with other therapies so that hopefully without getting too much cumulative toxicity, you can actually have a greater impact on the patient's disease. So we see single agent activity as important to validating the molecule But the real potential to have a more meaningful impact on a cancer patient's uh, survival is more likely to result in a combination approach. And as we progress our Stro1 and Stro2 programs, we have every intention of also exploring combination therapy using existing standard of care for these very serious cancers uh, in combination with our new molecules.
0: As you think about the therapeutic landscape today, where do you see Sutro's biggest opportunities?
1: That's an excellent question, and, and I think we're, um, we're excited about all of the different modalities that we're pursuing. We've talked a lot today about what we can do with uh, antibody drug conjugates, targeted tumor cell killers. Um, the, the field of bispecific antibodies, which may use uh, a killing mechanism that we have within our own bodies um, to actually disrupt the tumor microenvironment is another equally exciting next generation cancer therapeutic opportunity. Um, How that will play relative to uh, the promise of an antibody drug conjugate is still being worked out and understood by our industry uh, in a macro sense. Um, The Work that we do in the immunotherapy area in collaboration with our partner Merck is also uh, very exciting. There are a lot of um, new therapeutics that are known as checkpoint inhibitors. Uh, Merck has one that's called Keytruda, and they really uh, unleash the body's immune system to attack the cancer cell in a way that the body's immune system previously was unable to do. We're working with Merck to develop molecules that we think could amplify that immunotherapy approach and make it even more impactful for patients. Uh, It's an exciting time to be involved in cancer research, uh, and we believe there are so many different modalities to go after cancer today that we didn't have years ago that um, we're thrilled that the industry is able to explore many of these different modalities in parallel, and then in combination to understand how we can help finally turn cancer from a death sentence into a chronic disease. I would love to hope that we could cure cancer, but if we can turn it into a chronic disease through the novelty of the therapeutic modalities that we and others are developing, that would be a great win for our industry and a great win for patients.
0: Bill Newell, CEO of Sutro Biopharma. Bill, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Danny, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you.
0: Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send an email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.